1: Good morning my friends good morning good morning my friends good morning good morning my friends good morning good morning on the saturday morning good morning my friends <laughs> I always have to throw a tune in there because I haven't done a singing, you know, like I used to when I first started doing the podcast. And soon I'm going to be getting back into singing some original songs based on the Word of God. And um, just me, 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 tuning up my voice. <laughs> anyway, my friends, I'm so excited that you're with us again this morning. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we welcome you. We, as you know, my friends, have been in the book of Hosea, and Hosea has been, man, a book that has really opened our eyes to so many things, and um, if you ever get the opportunity, go back, reread the book again, so that way you get even more insight, wisdom, knowledge, and revelation from God, because there's a lot of information in here to help us with everyday choices in our lives and how we can walk away from things that we keep you know doing that we're not supposed to be doing how we can walk away from it how God can judge us how he can give it forgive us um and then how we can become become anew so we're gonna be picking up where we left off in chapter 14 and this is what it says starting in verse 4 I will hear their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from him. I will be like the dew to Israel. He shall grow like the lily and lengthen his roots like Lebanon. His branches shall spread. His beauty shall be like an olive tree and his fragrance like Lebanon. Those who dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall be revived like grain and grow like a vine. Their scent shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, what have I to do anymore with idols? I have heard and observed him. I am like a green cypress tree. Your fruit is found in me. Who is wise? Let him understand these things who is prudent let him know them for the ways of the lord are right the righteous walk in them but transgressors stumble in them father thank you so much for your word because we know your word is true we know your word gives us life we know that your word warns us it prepares us it gives us instructions So we thank you, Father, as we're finishing out this book of Hosea and in hearing and understanding the message that Hosea was telling the community at the time. We thank you for your word. Amen. You know, my friends, uh, Hosea at this time was coming to an end in the message that he was giving to the community He had been all along in in these chapters of Hosea, in the book of Hosea, giving them warning, giving them reminders that the Lord was telling him, giving them uh, uh, the way out, you know, to get back, uh, to turn back from their sin, and to, uh, you know, surrender back to God. He was really giving them insight and reminders about what their you know, parents and grandparents and great, great grandparents had done at the time prior to them and reminding them of the miracles that God had performed in their lives. God could also perform in the current people's Hosea's community lives And we can apply it to our lives today because God can also and always does perform miracles on our behalf. It's just we need to be in correct relationship with him and follow the commandments and follow his lead and make sure we're on that straight and narrow road (laughs) as we know about in in the New Testament. When Jesus used to talk about you got to stay on that straight and narrow road, no distractions to the left or the right, no wavering. No sleepy sliding, no one foot in, one foot out. You know, we've got to be solid on God's word. And we have to believe his promises. And we must adhere to his instructions and his guidance. So my friends, you know, write a few sentences before this. You know, Hosea had already reminded the people that they had already screwed up and they had already fallen. And that they needed to go back and confess their sins and surrender it to the Lord. Everything that they had done, their wickedness. And that no one is able to save them but God. They can't rely really on anyone else to have their back. And at the end of the day, that they would realize the community... That it was none of their own doing with their own hands. But it was God who had blessed them with it. And God who would sustain it. So when it starts to say here, I will hear their backsliding. I will love them freely for my anger has turned away from him. This is straight to the point. Letting you know, look, if you have backslidden as a believer in Christ... And you come back to me, and you ask for forgiveness. You surrender. You turn away from your. Worry, you know, turn away from what you've been doing. I will go ahead and I will heal your heart again. I will heal your mind again. I will heal your heal your spirit again. And I will love you freely. God is a loving, unconditional God. He hates the sin, but He loves us so freely. And what a way for God to demonstrate his love to us. And in giving us a reassurance that he's going to go ahead and embrace us. That once we come back to him, he loves us freely. He's not going to start pointing fingers. He's not going to start doing a he-he-he list about everything. You just come back genuinely to God and surrender your sins. Surrender everything you've done. So that God could embrace you and love you freely. He always loves us. But there's nothing like God embracing us in that moment. When we surrender it all to him. When we're weeping at the altar. Crying out to him. And that his anger has turned away from him. Meaning God is not going to be angry at this point. Because God ultimately is restoring Israel during this time of Hosea. And he can do it with us today. He can restore us today. In 2023, through the struggles, challenges, things we've had to face. He can embrace us. He can love on us freely. And he won't put his anger on us anymore. Because again, my friends, God loves us. He hates us the sin, but he loves us. And it says here, I will be like the dew to Israel. He shall grow like the lily and lengthen his roots like Lebanon. In other words, you know, once God embraces you again, he's not letting go of you. We've spoken before about the dew that comes on the car. You know, when you wake up, sometimes you see dew on your car. It's like a frost or something. And then you can go wipe it off. Or as soon as the sun hits and the temperature changes a little bit, it'll disappear, right, from your windows. Well, the dew God is talking about here is embracing you fully from head to toe and not letting go. And it won't be temporary it'll be a covering that he'll place back on your life. And he will also make sure that you will grow like a lily. You know, if you ever look at a lily flower, my friends, it's beautiful. It really blooms out with like four different pellets, like and then it has a stem, and sometimes it has yellow. It's purple. It's different colors of lilies. I mean, all different types of colors. They almost look like um, they almost look like roses, but they're actual lilies. And um, and then when you look at it, it's just a beautiful flower. It really is. Um, its presentation and its presence really gives people a uh, positive vibe. You know, a um, Uh, uh, just a beauty in its own with its colors. So if he's willing to do that for the flower, he's definitely willing to do it for us. And then it says, and lengthen his roots like Lebanon. In other words, you know, continue to spread out the roots so that a uh, that a um, a contagiousness would go out as a blessing to others, to other areas, right? Because look, my friends, when God saves us, delivers us, when he redeems us, we get a sense of a second chance. We get a sense of a new beginning. We get a sense of moving forward into what God really wants us to do in our lives, and when he loves us freely, he embraces us and he doesn't let us go. And he allows us to blossom like a lily. And he uh, allows our roots to really extend out to others. It is so that the blessing he places upon us, we can share it with others. We can let we we can let other people know about it. We can let we can build up um, a community that is healthy. We can build up a place where people will love on each other. We can build on a place where people will be compassionate towards one another. You know, this day and age today, people are very, very less compassionate. People, uh, you know, sometimes I, I look at people around me, the environment, and I'm like, man, why is everybody walking around so angry? Why are people's hearts so bitter? Why are people speaking this way? Why are people walking this way? Why are they acting this way? You know, God wants us to have a healthy life, my friends. And he wants that wherever we go and he blesses us, we're blessing others. So what a joy it is to be able to be given uh, all these things from the Lord that we can share with others. And that we can flourish to other areas about. And it says here, His branches shall spread. His beauty shall be like an olive tree and his fragrance like Lebanon. You know, it constantly talks about Lebanon because Lebanon was a place that was flourishing. It was a place that was blessed. It was a place that several people, many people were following God. And at the same time, Uh, It was a thriving community. And because it was a thriving community at the time of Hosea, that's what the Lord wanted in his heart for Hosea to deliver to the people of where he wanted to see this community again. He wanted to see the community thriving again. He wanted to see that, you know, they were flourishing In the things that they needed to fulfill in in, in those areas of their lives, at their homes, in their homes. You know, uh, on the uh, uh, occupational jobs that they had, you know, uh, in leadership within the areas. You know, God wanted that community to flourish again. Because when a community flourishes, people succeed in all areas of their lives, providing they have Jesus Christ and God as the center rock of their lives. So God was expressing to Hosea, to express to the people, to tell the people that, you know, he was going to spread out his branches uh, among them to other areas. You know, as you know, when you look at a huge tree and you see that the tree has tons of branches and you see that the branches really like spread out wide and you see this beautiful tree, you know, with with these leaves or even with flowers on it, you know, that looks beautiful. It has a beauty. It's healthy. You know, it's solid. It's it's flourishing. You know, it's appealing. It has this beautiful presence, you know. That's what God wants to do for us, my friends. He wants to spread our branches out. He wants to spread his love out to everybody. And when he spreads out his love to everybody and you now take what God has given you and you start loving on other people, branches just start to expand and and further out and stretch out. And that's what he wanted to see in this community. He wanted to see this community thriving and healthy. He, his beauty shall be like olive tree. You know, an olive tree back then, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I love to eat olives. I'm Puerto Rican. Puerto Ricans eat olives all the time. I know Italians eat, you know, all types. So every culture eats olives. We just love it. Um, and I couldn't even cook without olives. Honestly, can't cook anything without olives because there's just something about an olive that gives us a, a great taste to the food and and even i eat olives by myself like just by itself you know like it's a really good thing to cons- to eat consume um and and healthy so this is a representation of what god wanted the community to look like Uh, He wanted that his beauty shall be like an olive tree. He wanted that his presence among this community would be evident, would be evident in their lives. So when other people saw them, they could see the richness of the Lord in them. And when he tells us, you know, like an olive tree, because the olive tree back then was a really prosperous type of tree. You know, uh, if you had olives back then at the time of Hosea, it, it, that was a, a, um, a prospering type of uh, not only nourishing food, but it was also uh, an example of the community and what they were able to sustain for themselves that was very well. And, you know, God wants for us to have that in our lives. And when he talks about that his, fra- his fragrance like Lebanon, because he had a sweet aroma that was happening in Lebanon. When Lebanon was thriving, when Lebanon was, you know, filled of such a vibrant place. You know, they had an, a, a sweet aroma. He didn't want the people anymore that Hosea was dealing with in his community to stink anymore. To have a foul odor. <laughs> you know, to smell really bad because of the sin they were committing. Because my friends, I don't know if you know this, but when you commit sin, sometimes how you smell comes, across different to people. You might be saying like oh, that's crazy. I never heard of such a thing. Trust me when I tell you you know if you are a um, a function a, a, a an unstable, not functioning well alcoholic and you go and you stand by someone, they're gonna smell that alcohol in your breath when you're talking and it's not a good smell, my friends. <laughs> I can personally tell you that because of the people that I've had an encounter with who were doing that. Or even, or better than yet, even someone who's a, a deep, you know, five-pack-a-day smoker. You go and you stand next to them, and they, they smell like an ashtray, right? Every inch of their body smells like smoke. It smells like cigarette. That's not the greatest smell to have. You know, I remember when... Prior to the laws being changed, uh, you used to be able to smoke everywhere, right? And then the laws came into place where you had to smoke in designated sections or areas because, whether you were indoors or outdoors, because then later on we found out that smoking gave cancer, lung cancer, killed people, right? It, it just destroyed people's lives. And there's a lot of people that still smoke today, However, what I have experienced and seen is that less people are smoking ever since that law passed. Or if they are smoking, they're not smoking in front of me. They're smoking at the designated areas they're supposed to smoke in. Because for the rest of us, we want to have clean air. We want to be able to breathe in and breathe out healthy air, right? Right? We don't want to have to smell anything bad so god wanted to place his fragrance like lebanon again among the community of hosea because he wanted them to have a sweet aroma his aroma his presence his cleanness his clean air surrounding you know his healthy surrounding, a fragrance that is appealing to others, a fragrance of God that lets people know you're walking with God. And this was was very important at this time for the Lord to mention this to Hosea, because not only had the people become very wicked, but they walked around smelling dirty, smelling bad. And you guys are probably saying again, like, how's that possible? Man, like I said, take a minute one day and you might have an encounter. You may have even had it before, but you may have not thought about it or said anything. But the minute that you remember this podcast and you have an encounter with someone, you're going to be like, oh, this is what Antonia was talking about. It's not attractive. People walk away from it. I know that the minute someone approaches me and they like smelling like... And I'm not saying that I am here to not love on people. What I'm saying is that my nose can only take so much of a scent of something that's not good. And, I, and I, it's going to give me an allergy reaction because my nose is very sensitive. So I will either have to walk away from that individual or in a loving way also let the individual know are they aware that they have dissent on them. Maybe they might want to do something about it. In a loving way, not in a a disrespectful way, but in a loving way. And so this is what God wanted for the community at this time. He wanted all these positive, great things because he was willing to accept them as long as they came and asked for forgiveness surrender, surrendered we surrendered their lives and started to walk away uh, uh, started to walk again the way the lord wanted them to function the way the lord wanted them to be in their lives the way the lord wanted them to prosper in their lives and he always wants to do it in a very clean holy way and then it says here Those who dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall be revived like grain and grow like a vine. Their scent shall be like the wine of Lebanon. You know, the minute God gets a hold of us, my friends, and he starts to love on us, and he cleans up our mess, and he, you know, he wipes off the dust that's on us, he renews us, he anoints us again from head to toe. He puts us in a place of a newness, a cleansiness, cleansiness you know he he prepares our mind, he prepares our spirit, he prepares our soul, he prepares our heart. We start to look different. We start to smell different, and we will return to him. Providing we know we have reached the point of we realize what we've done. And we know we must turn back to God. And he will revive us like grain. You know, he'll allow us to start growing, to uh, to start producing, right? Because when the grain produces, when the grain is revised, uh, revived, excuse me, the grain now is accessible for nourishment to be used for cooking, to be used to feed animals. To you know, it's used. It's primarily used for its function, which is supposed to be healthy, and it's supposed to fill us up, and it's supposed to give us an opportunity to apply it towards the foods that we eat and the things that we use. You know, on, on this land to 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 use the grain for, right? And he wants us to grow like a vine. He really wants us to spread out, man. He really wants us to have an overflow. You know, and when it says their scent shall be like the wine of Lebanon, you know, again, Lebanon was flourishing. God's mercy and his goodness ...would become evident in their lives again. And because now they're hearing God's voice... ...and running away from their sin... ...you know, we become aware of our shortcomings... ...of our sins, and we run to God. Because God's mercies never fail us. His mercies never fail us, my friends... So we also always have to remember that the scent he wants us to come out of us has to be a sweet aroma. And it says like the wine of Lebanon. You know, again, Lebanon was a very flourishing uh, community. They had, um, as you can see here, wine press. They were uh, known for um, having different things that they could uh what we call today manufacturing you know they call today labor of hands but that they really had a flourishing community you know they had all the things that they needed and because of they had those commodities, like they had those things that they were uh, taking care of, growing, maintaining, it allowed them to flourish because it allowed them to, um, you know, sell these goods, bought of these goods. So they weren't lacking anything at that time that when they were flourishing. So when it says that, you know, the scent shall be like the one of Lebanon is because you can smell sometimes wine from a distance, uh, especially if you're going to like a winery, a wine refinery, refinery, or you're going, you know, to the place like, you know, where they press the wine, like you can literally smell, smell it in the air. And God wants us to be a fragrance unto him that he gives us. That when people see us or they're around us, it is a sweet aroma. It is something that's good. It's bi- vibrant energy. It is good vibes, right? Uh, it is um, a peacefulness. It is a joy, right? That we that comes out of us and people see that, right? It's a stillness that we have in the Lord. People can attract to you. If you've got things good going for you in the Lord, in the spiritual sense, I'm not talking about the materialistic things you have. Yeah, people will probably become like a sponge. You're like a sponge to people if you have all these commodities that are like materialistic. But I'm talking more in the sense of the spiritual component of what God has done for you in your soul, in your spirit, in your mind, and in your heart. Because when it is evident that you're walking with God, people see that it is. They see that they are they 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 are aware that you have something different that they're not familiar with, but they also know that you have a good heart. They know that you have a a good way of thinking. They know that you know you're not you're not compromising yourself. They know that you're fulfilling God's plan for your life. These things become evident because people see you, they see you, they smell you, right? Uh, And then they know that you have a good energy. You know, when someone says to you, you know, I really like that dude or I like that girl. She's got some good energy, man. She, She, you know, she, she's really kind. He's really kind, you know, man, such, such a giving person. You know, such a helpful person. I mean, people can sense from far away your presence in who you are. And when you're walking with the Lord, my friends, they're seeing a double portion in your life. And then it says here, Ephraim shall say, what have I to do anymore with idols? I have heard and observed him. I am like a green cypress tree. Your fruit is found in me. That's a beautiful package. Excuse me, a a beautiful (laughs) passage. That's a package. Well, it is also a package deal because look at what God is giving you. I mean, we've been reading that God is just equipping you and giving you a package deal that's going to be so presentable, right? That's going to be so lovely. And, um, you know, Ephraim, you know, is basically saying, like, Why do I have to even follow these idols and things I've been worshiping that are not of God? I don't need those things anymore. They're not doing anything for me. If anything, they're hurting me. They're destroying my life. So it's a realization in the moment of knowing that you don't need to continue to pursue those things that were hurting you, that are not good for you, that destroy your lives. You don't need to worship false gods because ultimately you know that there's a real true God that you can worship in spirit and in truth. And most of all, I have heard and observed him. Meaning, we've heard they've heard God's voice. They've observed what God has done in their lives, in their ancestors' lives, in their parents' lives, grandparents' lives. They knew and heard about the miracles all across different areas. They saw miracles that were performed on people based on the stories that were told to them. And currently, prior to their sin and the things they got caught up in that were not good, they saw how God God was helping them thrive in their lives and supplying for their everyday needs and at many times giving them the desires of their heart. They saw those things. They heard God's voice. It's not like they didn't. They knew he was evident. They knew he was real. They knew he was a powerful working God. It's just at the time before, prior, they chose to walk away from him because they got caught up in things. They got lured into things. They got sidetracked, distracted, were not longer for focusing. I am like a green cypress tree. Your fruit is found in me. A green cypress f- tree, my friend, is a beautiful tree, full of life, full of good things. And because that cypress tree is a, it is something that flourishes, we also know that when we speak of the color green, right? Just like a stoplight. Green is go, yellow is start slowing down, red is stop, right? Imagine the green, when you have the green, you can freely go. You can cruise through. You can put the gas on the pedal. It's giving you an opportunity to move. Let's look at this green cypress tree as something that is growing, has grown, powerfully grown. It is a beautiful sight. It gives Great um, things to uh, the people who have these type of trees and then that fruit meaning the fruit of the Lord when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit right we talk about joy, peace long suffering right we talk about so many components of the fruit of the Spirit then all of a sudden that fruit will be found again You've been given the green light from God. You're given a new beginning. You're given the opportunity to move again in His will. You're given the opportunity to go forward in the plans He has for your life. And now you're not going to be acting, say, uh, talking, or being the way you were before. You're going to start... Talking, acting, and being the way God had meant it always for you to be. And when you have the fruit of the Spirit in your life, you are walking with an equipped uh, sense of confidence that the Lord has given you. And all this fruit in you is now something good that people can see on the outside. Because it's happening to you in the inside that's why it says it's found in me when someone has the peace of the lord people see that it's inside of them the peace but they see the peace based on the outward appearance the way the person speaks the way the person acts the person the way the person walks that all of a sudden people are like wow okay i get it that person has peace. It's evident. When people have joy in their lives, inside of them, it's a fruit of the Spirit that the Lord gives them. People can see that maybe they loved a loved one passed away, maybe they just lost their job, maybe they just lost their home, they just lost their car. Something drastic has happened in their lives, but that person still has a joy, a joy of the Lord. That person is not letting those circumstances affect them. That person is still relying on the Lord to help them in their everyday circumstance, situation, because they believe his promises, because what they're going through is just temporary. It's not going to be permanent. Because they're not going to allow it to be permanent. Why? Because they, they pray and meditate on the Lord, knowing that the Lord will give them and deliver them from those situations. And they still have the joy in the Lord, of the Lord. They still serve ministry. They still love on their spouses. They still love on their children. They still get involved with, you know, community events, you know. They are still cooking for the whole neighborhood. Hey, God! cooking today you know they still have a joy about them and people look at them and say how can this person be so joyful when all the the entire world is falling apart because they have the fruit of the Lord in them and that's why I speak about how at this time of Hosea God was really speaking to Hosea's heart because it was from his heart so that he, Hosea could relate it to the people. So they would know where, where God's heart was at. What God was doing at this time. What he was willing to do and help bring back a nourishing situation in their lives. So they could live their lives to their full potential the way God intended it to be. And it says here, who is wise? Let him understand these things. In other words, come on, guys. You need to really get this. If you have the wisdom of the Lord, you get, you get what I'm saying. You know, this is what Hosea was explaining to the people. If you have uh, the wisdom of the Lord, if you're really paying attention, if you've asked the Lord to reveal himself to you, then you will, let, you, you will understand these things. You know, he says, let let him understand these things. In other words, get a reveal, get get a a, a hee hee he moment, a wake up, smell the coffee moment, get an understanding, a revelation, a spark of what it is God is saying and doing in your life, and what He wants to do for your life, and what He wants to do for your future, how He really wants to make sure that you walk in His full purpose that He has set up for you. It's a way to say, hey, listen up, learn, and benefit from God's word. You know, this word this word is not void. This word is not in vain. There's a meaning behind the message that's being brought to you. And when those who receive the Lord's message, they will then understand the difference between life and death. They'll understand between the difference between good and evil. They'll understand the difference between right and wrong. And what we need to always remind ourselves, my friends, is are we going to choose the Lord's path or are we going to refuse to walk with the Lord? That's what we need to always ask ourselves. Because many, many of us today, my friends, are not walking with the Lord, have walked away from the Lord. Many people are not even praying to God anymore. Many people are not even, you know, having a relationship with him. Many people have walked away. From the faith, they've walked away from God. You got to ask yourself, have I done that? Or am I walking with the Lord? Because I know the Lord is, I know for me personally, my friends, the Lord is standing right next to me right now as I'm even doing this podcast. We have to ask ourselves, are we, are we walking with the Lord? Are we following in the path that he has set up for our lives? Did we get off track and did and went and did our own thing when he'd never told us to get off track? there's still an opportunity to turn back, get back on track with God, and continue on the journey he wants you to be on and it says here who is prudent? let him know you know in other words who 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 is who who's who's working here like what's the justice right um what is the forgiveness? We have to have forgiveness, my friends. If we don't have forgiveness, if we're not you know, willing to forgive and forget, which for many people, as you know, my friends, they have a very hard time doing in this life. People, I've met people who will say to me, not only can I not forgive them, I can't forget it. I understand about the part of forgetting it, because unless you forgive, you won't be able to forget. It's important to forgive. God wants to make sure that we, we forgive. We ask for forgiveness. That we come to him. Because God will forgive us. He judges us for our sin, but he will forgive us and show us mercy. And we should never forget to come to God to get a clean slate. You know, to get a renewed life, to get back on track. We should know and have confidence in the Lord that we can run back to him. Because our Heavenly Father is there. He's there waiting for us. He's waiting there to embrace us. But what happens sometimes is people, they sway back and forth. Because especially at the time of Hosea... They forgot about God's mercy. They thought that maybe that after they committed the sin, there was gonna be a hopelessness and they were not gonna be able to get back on track with God. But that was a misconception that they had. That's misinformation, what we call today. Misinformation, right? Just at the time of Hosea, people were really down on themselves. Once they knew they hit rock bottom because of their own doing. And thank God that God used Hosea, the man, from the beginning of this book, that was obedient to God to marry the harlot and have children with her. Right? To kind of like put his name, you know, uh on a list that'd be like, are you kidding me? Right? But he did it, he was obedient. And because he was so obedient, at this point too, the people needed to start turning away from their ways and start being obedient again to the Lord. Because God always wants to give us the opportunity, my friends, to ask for forgiveness and to be embraced by him. And there is always a hope with our Heavenly Father. There's always a hope in Jesus Christ. There's always a hope. God's word in itself is a hope to us. We read his word and we can see many examples about how hope happened in people's lives. How people hung on to the faithfulness of the Lord. There has been some stories in here that yes, people have come across very hopeless but in the end when God has gotten a hold of them hope has set back in and new things happened in their lives new blessings took place miracles took place miracle signs and wonders took place because God is always there with us my friends and it says for the ways of the Lord are for the ways of the Lord are right The righteous walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. In other words, when you're walking in the way of the Lord, my friends, you're going to walk on the correct path. You are going to have a righteous walk with the Lord. Now, that's not to say there won't be some challenges in your life. But providing that you're walking with the Lord in all his righteousness, there will be righteousness in you. You will be able to walk the walk your Heavenly Father has for you. You will fulfill the mission and the assignment that He has given you on this life, on this earth. And most of all, you'll be able to fulfill it for yourself and in, and in helping others as well. Because when God sets us on a good path, my friends, and He protects us, He protects us, and He loves on us, and He blesses us, it's for us, and it's also for us to share with others. But those who transgress will stumble in them. In other words, those who take the righteousness that the the Lord has given them and has set them on the straight and narrow road and the great path that he has for their lives. And then they go themselves and they sidetrack. They do the opposite of what God has required of them. They make up their own decisions. They don't pay any mind or attention to what God has told them to do. They're going to stumble and they're going to fall very hard. As we have seen in this entire book of Hosea and the stories that were shared, that Hosea was constantly reminding to the people and bringing awareness to the people. So my friends, this is a book that helps us understand the chaotic time of the community with Hosea And how God used Hosea as a parallel to show us not only what was happening in his life, right? In the natural, and what was happening in the lives of the community in the natural, but what was also happening ultimately in the spirit with both. And this was a major balancing act, Of how people were dealing with God in the spirit and how they were dealing with things in the natural. God ultimately wants us to take away from this entire book that obedience is better than sacrifice, that we will face consequences when we walk away from God, and that ultimately we have our responsibility for the things we've done and that we still have an opportunity to turn back to God so that he can embrace us, love on us and set us on the right track again so my friends, I don't know about you but you know, we just finished the book of Hosea we were in this book for several weeks I hope that you were blessed by it, I know I was Um, I'm taking away so many important elements, you know, so many important teachings, so many important instructions, um, illustrations, you know, warning signs from this book alone. So I hope that you have an opportunity to go back, reread the book. Let God speak to your heart about what you can do in your life because of the examples that are being shown to us here in the book of Hosea. And I hope that if you had a great encounter with Pentecost Sunday last week, that you've gotten a boost in your spiritual life, that when you go back and reread it, God will give you a new reveal, a new revelation new wisdom a new understanding something you may have missed before so continue to enjoy the weekend my friends Summer's here school's out right <laughs> enjoy your time with your family and your children your neighbors your co-workers whatever it is that you have planned for this month Have an opportunity, if you can, to speak with someone about what God has done in your life. Tell them about the book of Hosea. (laughs) It's always a pleasure to share the word of God with you. And I look forward to sharing the word of God again with you next week, where we will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you.
0: Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.